We headed to the home stretch in quarter number four on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. We're back here, quarter number four of the Keystone Kickoff Show, brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network, KeystoneSportsNetwork.com, the Keystone Sports app. Dustin Hawkins, Jim Galanti stepping in here. He's our... He's our uh, bench player. He's our sixth man when it comes to talking Penn State basketball, which we're doing once again. We're coming back to you from the Labatt Blue studio, Labatt Blue, and Labatt Blue Light, bleed blue and white, drink blue and light. Just got off the phone with Jeff Brown, just talking about Penn State losing Indiana, Penn State losing to Illinois. A little two-game losing streak here, some things for Penn State to hopefully try and sort out with four regular season games left in the Big Ten tournament. So there's still a lot, a long way to go when it comes to trying to figure out what their NCAA tournament fate is. But we were just talking off air, the effect of Myron Jones not being in the lineup. Five games now, they're three and two without him. They won the first three, and you're th- you're really thinking that means those three wins meant more without Myron Jones. Now you're starting to see leaking oil just a, a wee bit against Illinois. Just didn't have enough pop in some of these games. But one of the things that happens. Penn State throws a starting five out there that includes Seth Lundy, John Hara, and Miles Dredd. You also have Jamari Wheeler, who is, he's your glue guy. But if you don't have pieces to glue together, how valuable is your glue guy? So what ends up happening is the bench is weakened because Miles Dredd is now a starter. You do, you have three pieces in your lineup who don't do a lot in terms of um, generating offense for the, for themselves. John Harris, Seth, Seth Lundy played against Indiana. I think he played 29 minutes and took one shot. To what extent can you afford to have this dynamic where you have three players in your starting lineup that you can't pencil in for a whole lot of anything when it comes to just, you know, offensive production? Well, that's the issue with Penn State when they struggle. They don't have enough options on offense. And when you have a Wheeler and a Hara who are very valuable players, but they're not great scoring threats, you hit it exactly, Dusty. And even though they won those first three games without Myron Jones, and as you said, you're starting to feel pretty good about it. Myron Jones, I think, was the scorer who was kind of the given. The other guys, they're up and down. You're not so sure of. You're not so sure about Miles Dredd and South Lundy and Brockington coming off the um, bench and Curtis Jones. So without that guy that you can count on like Myron Jones they're starved on offense you mentioned Seth Lundy only getting one shot but I think one of the things both Miles Dredd and Seth Lundy they struggle getting their own shot they need to get help within the flow of the offense that wasn't happening against Indiana specifically and you could go back to Illinois Miles Dredd really struggled versus Illinois and the first half against Indiana. You know he's struggling when he bricks two foul shots, which he did against not a good Indiana. Sign. That was that not was a not a good sign all. early. And yeah, so it I think to to sum up your point, having two sure things and what three, four, five other guys who on any given night, and when Penn State was at its best this season, that's exactly what was happening, is that one of Isaiah Brockington or Curtis Jones or Miles Dredd, one of those guys was was putting up Points and providing some juice off the bench that has been absent now. And looking back, I didn't realize 
really how well Myron Jones was playing. Second leading scorer, averaging 14.1 points per game. Also, far and away, he's shooting over 40% from three, too. So you you take that out of and, – and I made the point with Jeff. Like, you take that out of, out of anybody's lineup. You take 14 points, you take your second leading scorer, you take your best three-point – your most efficient three-point shooter out of the lineup, and how many teams would be able to really survive – Without that, maybe for a game or two, which we saw at Penn State, but not over anything that resembles a medium or long term, every every team's gonna gonna suffer a bit. And I think Penn State even more than other teams yeah. because they, as you mentioned earlier, there's a couple guys in the lineup and now in the starting lineup who aren't proficient scorers. So when you take a Myron Jones out of the mix, it specifically hurts them. It, it also brings up Dusty the. Um, one of the criticisms I've had of Pat Chambers is can they create offense when they get into these half-court games, slow it down, and that is what I'm, I think is missing. Now, the analyst calling the game yesterday made a, a real good point about coming into the second half, uh, Miles Dredd got an open look made it and he became a different player for several minutes he became a factor in the second half and it feels like you don't see that enough i i believe both miles dread and seth lundy need help getting an open shot and i'm not sure we see enough of that again credit to the opposing team's defenses but i don't think penn state works hard enough on offense to get them that kind of open look let me just ask you. So obviously, Myron not having Myron Jones for five games it changes the complexion of of everything, really. And you can't fairly draw any conclusions. But I think the the real valid um, concern or question at this point is that every team is trying to peak at the right time. And for Penn State, any basketball team peaking at the right time, probably for the start of that Big Ten tournament, certainly for the start of the NCAA tournament. What do you think about the idea of Penn State peaking at the wrong time? Well, the funny thing is, Dustin, you never want to say, oh, wait, we're playing too well here in the middle of the season. Yeah. Um, but I think the, the reverse, though, when you lose a couple games like this, if you recall and it came up as you were talking to Jeff, they had a three-game losing streak earlier in the season. The feeling was, oh, well, same old Penn State, and we're going down that path. I believe the reverse, it's true now after losing two games, it's not such a bad thing heading towards the end of the season. You'd like to be hot going into the Big Ten tournament because this is where you're going to find out um, where your performance is going to count so much towards your seeding in this tournament. And it's going to be crazy tournament this year because there's no – uh, huge elite teams this year, and in fact, there's no, which means there's no good position on the on the bracket really anywhere. If you, I, I've seen some some different renditions of the of the projected Big Ten bracket, and there is there is not a single safe space there. No, no, there isn't. In the Big Ten tournament, you want to get those buys for the first day or two because everybody's dangerous. Right. You could lose in that right. first day or two. The second part of that is heading in towards the NCAA tournament. You know, with Penn State ranked ninth in the country, you're looking at like a three seed. Well, rankings are going to come out again, and they're not going to be ranked ninth anymore, and they're probably not going to be on that number three line. The nice thing about that is in the NCAA tournament, if you're a three, you play a 14. You feel pretty good about that. The second round, you would play 
projecting a six, six yeah. you still kind of feel pretty good about that. All of a sudden, if you drop from a three to a five or a six seed, it gets a whole lot different and a whole lot tougher getting out of that first weekend. Which, I mean, along those lines, where do you think Penn State is as a seed at this very moment? If the NCAA tournament started tomorrow, what do you think, like a six? Um, I I was going to say a five, but, yeah, you know, in, in that range. And all of a sudden, the infamous 5-12 seed, yeah. which could come back to haunt. And I actually believe that years ago, Penn State had a good t- They were number five. I think they lost to a number 12 seed, Arkansas, um, years ago. I may be wrong on that. But here, here was another thing I wanted to bring up that happened with this game. Jeff alluded to it and has talked about it before, how the officiating was poor in the Indiana game. And he's talked about how Lamar Stevens doesn't get the calls that a star should get. I try not to go down that path, but he is right. It was a poorly officiated game. There was way too many fouls. That works against Penn State because when those fouls happen, it is it is people like Lamar Stevens who picked up three fouls that – no one of those fouls you say, oh, what a god-awful call. There's no way they should have called it. But they were at least – they were all questionable. He never – it was never the other way either. Oh, he hacked that guy. It's an obvious foul call. They were three ticky-tack fouls, and all of a sudden you kind of change his game. He's not quite as aggressive on either end of the court, and that's something that really affects Penn State's game. So all this being said – what do you and it's been the interesting component of this all along is that even when Penn State's hot, having that Big Ten tournament is a huge variable standing between them and the NCAA tournament. And I, I me personally, I'm always looking at it like, what do they need to do in the Big Ten tournament to to get X or to get Y? What's what's the haul now at, at at Big Ten? It's obviously four games to go, and there's there's some a chance to kind of get things straight. But what do they have to do at the Big Ten tournament? In your eyes, to to get the position that you want them, you want to see them get. Well, I believe is it the top four teams that get a double buy? I, so. I, how, I, how I, I can't memorize that bracket. With, yeah, it, it's always very complicated. the The troubling part to getting those buys it means you don't get to play an easier game. You know, right. you don't get to play one of the very few bottom feeders in the Big Ten. But I think what you want to see in the Big Ten from Penn State is get a win or two at least under your yeah. belt against a good team. And that will happen. They will be playing good teams because there's so many of them in the Big Ten. Then it becomes the season. We've changed our expectation level so much for this team because it is so talented that I don't want to say that if they only get one win in the tournament that that would be a disappointment. But I think you're looking at this team and saying, realistically, they have to be targeting getting out of that first weekend of the NCAA tournament, which would mean Sweet 16. And by all measures, that's a successful season, no matter how you cut it. What happens if Penn State loses out across the board? Like and, and and what I we know what the the ceiling is. If Penn State gets hot again, I think probably they need to show, you know, the committee that they're back they're back on the right footing, right? Like the momentum is going to play a part in their seating too. So there's a long way to go with that. So the the ceiling could still be what maybe like a four seed, 
Yes, maybe maybe the, maybe the maybe the idea of a three seed might, is off the table after a couple losses. Depending, I mean, maybe if, if they, they win the Big Ten, if they make an extraordinary yeah. run in the Big Ten tournament. But what's the what's the floor now? And people are this, this group of Penn State fans wants to think about the floor all the time. That's not just me being glass half empty. Well, if you look, Rutgers is a good team. They still have to play Michigan State. We know that they beat them at Michigan State. Believe me, it could go the other way. Sure. And then they're. Um, I know they also play Northwestern on the road and at Iowa. On yeah, Saturday they yeah. should win at Northwestern, but. Iowa on the road, Michigan State and Rutgers at home, they're they're losable games. So yeah, this thing could fall apart. I don't think it will. I think they're good enough and I think they will bounce back, especially getting back home again, but it would really help to have Myron Jones back in the lineup. And we don't really know or have a lot of information about what's going on or when that might happen. So we'll see. Penn State basketball, opportunity to get back on the right track Wednesday night at home against Rutgers, the first of their two final home games. So we'll see what happens there. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Keystone Kickoff Show. Be sure to join us, KeystoneSportsNetwork.com, and download the Keystone Sports app. This is where the temperatures are unkind. This is where water freezes in the blink of an eye. This is where the wind bites harder than a mid-ice cross-check. This is where the beer is always on ice. This is Labatt Hockey, played the way Mother Nature intended. Labatt Blue is proud to support pond hockey and all the hardy souls that like to play it cool. This is Labatt Hockey. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Life gets complicated. And it only gets more complicated when things change. Which is why AAA insurance agents take the time to talk with you so that they can help you choose the best auto and home coverage. Don't put off getting protected. Let AAA help cover what you care about. Insurance that's not just insurance. Talk to your local AAA insurance agent or visit AAA.com to learn more about AAA. The blue-white game is coming soon, and GoPSURV.com has you covered with their best deals ever. RVs for the weekend starting at just $500. Even better, whatever you spend on the spring game can be used as a credit for any game in the fall. Spend the weekend in a luxury RV. Enjoy 409 Tailgate Club Barbecue and a free bus ride to and from the stadium. Go to GoPSURV.com or call Mark at 800-519-8467 for all the details.